0: what the fuck is up people we are back this is ron sense this is ron we are here post thanksgiving took a little break i know y'all are missing my bachelorette but we're not talking bachelorette here we are talking thanksgiving we're talking thanksgiving food thanksgiving experience um and i want to hear what your thanksgiving experiences are too so uh Please feel free to you know comment on the Instagram or make uh, even better make comments uh, and rate the show on uh, whatever you you know whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or uh, Google or Amazon or whatever wherever you're getting your pod, pod bean, if you're getting your podcasts wherever you're getting them check it out uh, rate review subscribe and and in those reviews maybe give a little comment about how your Thanksgiving went. And I'll be sure to address them uh, either in a future episode or in the comment section myself. So uh, hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know given the cur- current circumstances, it's uh, a lot harder than most years to, to have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, so I hosted mine, uh, thanks, I mean, thanks in large part to uh, Alicia being able to kind of Shoulder a lot of uh, a a lot of work going towards the hosting, but so we we hosted our first Thanksgiving, and it was a huge success. And and the main reason I really wanted to kind of do this episode is that I feel like this year more than pretty much any year that I can remember, there's been a lot of dissension on the Thanksgiving cuisine, and so um, I towards the end of this later in this episode and a little bit of a teaser for you we're going to discuss a little bit more on that conversation so stay tuned for that but to start here let's let's go in and talk about how the hosting went for us uh and and really all all i really really want to address is the preparing the foods right so and and maybe I'll, i'll discuss a little bit about uh, the Friendsgiving that we contributed food to. Um, but uh, I think that one of the biggest stressors when it comes to Thanksgiving is all the food that you have to cook. And and right, most of us, we have fairly limited space to, to do all of this cooking. And it's like there's so many things and only so much room to do it. And so it becomes this whole day excursion. It's really a lot that's going on. It, it's It's – for culinarily, like from, you know, from the cooking, act of cooking, not the art of cooking, the act of cooking, it is exceptionally difficult. You know, it, it's you're balancing a lot of things. And so fortunately, you know, we were able to tag team it for anybody that does that shit alone. You're crazy. I don't know how you do it. So first thing is first is. You know, we got this turkey. It was about an 18-pound bird, Butterball Classic, right? So the debate was constantly uh, – you know, it was an internal debate here: it is Was I going to smoke this bird or was I going to bake this bird? And I don't have the stuff to fry the bird considered going and getting um, the, the equipment to go fry the bird because I, I've got to tell you, I really – I actually hadn't had – fried bird for thanksgiving until uh, i want to say it was one or two years ago that we yeah i think it was actually last year yeah last year was the first time that i had had a fried bird at thanksgiving it was a friendsgiving um but that i think that was the first time that i can think of where we actually just did a a whole deep fried bird and it was freaking awesome like It was really, really good. And so I was like, damn, I've really been missing out on this. I, You know, because generally I've had your traditional bird. And uh, I think once I've maybe had a a smoked bird that that we bought. But I was like, well, that's kind of cheating. I'm not going to, you know buy a, a pre done bird at this point, like I'm going to do the bird. But so the main reason that I was sort of hesitant on the smoking, and, and I guess I could have done it, but it would have been a little bit harder to do with when it came to smoking, it was um having a drip pan for the turkey drippings, because the the main reason I wanted to be able to bake the bird was I wanted to be able to get those drippings to add it into the gravy, because I've been making my own gravy. This is my first year ever making gravy. In fact, the, the, when I made it for Thanksgiving, it was my second time ever making gravy. So it was a very much a new experience, but I'm obsessed now. I love it. I, I, I'm. It's not surprising that I would really like the 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 sort of art form of making gravy because I really liked making um, like gumbo and certain certain types of. Uh, like broths and stocks like making stuff where you really have to let it sit you know i guess it also kind of goes along with smoking right where you have to let it sit to really truly unlock those flavors and so i i mean my gravy takes you know start to finish damn near four hours and so it it, it's uh it's it's uh it's very particular i i guess in that way right is it's very slow moving you can't you don't want to speed it up because you want to make sure you just unlock every bit of flavor that you can. And so I really wanted to get these turkey drippings because then I could put the turkey drippings into the gravy, add that extra flavor. Because So we'll, – and we'll get into the whole process of how I make my gravy. But so with the bird, you know, I was in this dilemma the whole time. I'm like, am I going to smoke this bird? Am I going to bake this bird? What am I going to do? So I uh, – and not only that, but actually I bagged a bird up in um, – back in May and so I had a wild I had a wild turkey that I had some uh, wild turkey breast in my freezer and I was really trying to find an opportunity to use it and I was like well I guess might as well just add it on to what we'll make for Thanksgiving because it's just like two breasts it wasn't like a lot of meat at, at that point so like well I'll definitely smoke the wild turkey. And, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to smoke my turkey. But then I was like, okay, my, you know, like I've got a nice grill, but I don't, it's not that big of a grill. So I had to double check. And, and fortunately, it did fit. So I was like, okay, once it fit, I was like, well, it's settled. We're, we're going to go ahead and uh, smoke this bird. So that was kind of like the, the, probably the biggest sort of, uh, I guess, mental hurdle prior to, because when we kind of decided what we were going to make as far as sides is a lot of your staples, going with like the green bean casserole the mashed potatoes we did some like cubed up sweet potatoes um because so like the sweet potato casserole is good like i'm not saying i don't like it but like i don't really i don't care to have like sweet potatoes with more sweetness to them uh generally like i i'll eat the fuck out of a sweet potato casserole okay don't get me wrong but like I, it, to me, it's like not even really worth the effort to make it a sweet potato casserole. Like, I'd rather just have them as just straight up, you know, cubed sweet potatoes or do it in some other way. You know, making it with like the pecans and like the sugar and all that is like, it's very gratuitous to me. So we did like the cubed up sweet potatoes. We made some, uh, some cornbread. We made some croissants. We made some, we made like a nice salad. We, You know, and obviously, right, we made the gravy, we made stuffing, of course, you know, kind of, kind of your, your staple items, right? So, uh, some Brussels sprouts as well. So, uh, that, that, that pretty much made up the entire, the entire, uh, oh, and we made a pie. Yeah, we made a pie. So, and we're we're gonna go through each and every item. But you know, every so everything there is very basic, very staple, very you know, not not too out of the ordinary. So, and, and it took us all of like ten minutes to kind of decide. You know, earlier that week, like when we we're gonna go grocery shopping, we want to make all these things. But the big thing that like really took up until basically the day before was like, am I baking this or am I smoking this? Uh, and so we inevitably went with the smoke, and I'm I'm really happy with how it turned out. But even then, that's sort of, like, I'm happy with it as... I, I I kept having to add the qualifier of, like, I'm happy with it as far as, like, turkey goes. And this is something that I think maybe it was just, like, really the first time doing, like, a turkey by myself. And, and granted, I take the unconventional approach, right? I smoked this turkey for um, about 14 hours at about 220. And I injected the shit out of it. I kept, you know, kept... Um, You know, brushing it every one to two hours for all 14 hours, literally all throughout the night. I'm brushing this thing with broth, butter, uh, an infused butter mix, um, you know, vinegar, just constantly keeping it moist. And I injected it beforehand. I injected it three times during the cook with some infused butter, some broth, um, all those things to keep the moisture levels as high as possible and it came out and it came out good i mean it was like it was moist as far as turkey goes but as far as meats go that's still like not that moist you know like kind of like it's it's kind of a pain in the ass like as far like i just i i've always felt that turkey is kind of frustrating because it's just so dry like i just feel like no matter what you do to it and, and i've had like you know, really good turkey made by people and it's just, like, it's still, like, dry as far as, like, meat goes, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that, like, it doesn't have to be bone fucking dry where you literally can't generate the saliva to fucking handle it, but uh, it just always is still kind of dry. And, and so that is always kind of displeasing to me personally, but, and and everyone said that they liked the turkey, and, and so, like, I'm, I'm happy with you know, everybody feeling that way. I, and I, I felt, I felt like it was good as far as Turkey goes. It, it didn't seem to me though, like it just didn't blow my mind and maybe that's on me and maybe that's just what Turkey kind of is. I don't know. And, and so, um, the infused butter I did, I infused this butter and mixed it with, um, chicken bone broth. And I infused the butter with rosemary, uh, black pepper, a little bit of cayenne, um, a little bit of paprika, a little bit of sage and thyme, and so you know it was it was a good butter for sure, and so the. The turkey had really nice flavor, too. Like, that, that was the other thing, is it definitely had really nice flavor. It, it just, um, I don't know, I guess I felt somewhat under, underwhelmed. I, I think for some, to have put in the amount of effort that I did for it, I didn't feel like the juice was necessarily worth the squeeze. Um, so, then we did my my gravy, right? Now, the gravy I do love. Right, so the gravy is just uh, chicken bone broth, turkey neck, turkey giblets, all the innards minus the liver. And then um, bay leaves, thyme, sage, rosemary, uh, black pepper, and... Um, That should be all, right? I, I think that I'm not forgetting anything, I don't think. And then you let that all kind of stew down for about two and a half to three hours. Really want that to cook down nice, low and slow. You know, don't want it boiling or anything like that. You go low and slow. Let that that do its thing. And then um, at around that three-hour mark, you make a roux and, you know, it's just whatever, butter and flour. And then... Mix that roux into the broth. I, well, obviously strain the broth, then mix the roux into the broth. Let that kind of mix up, and then sometimes uh, I think it pretty much both times that I did it, I had to add a little extra more uh, flour in afterwards just to get the thickening to the right place. A little bit of extra butter as well, and but only a tiny bit. The the roux, like I very much do, just kind of like eyeballing it and then salt it to taste and then boom done and it comes out just tremendous every every both times i've done it i've really been extremely like i'm trying to figure out how i can make it better but i'm like it's one of the few dishes i i think that i've made or like anything that i've made where i'm really having a hard time finding like where the improvements lie like i don't know where i can kind of get more flavor other than both times I have not done it with turkey drippings and I think if I did that I could get that much more flavor but it like in no way do I think it's lacking in flavor I think that like in it is its full self it's excellent excellent robust flavor so it it's it's a really like odd critique that I'm I'm making on it and it, it's really hard to do because of the fact that I'm not sure how to get more into it than what I've done other than if I can get those turkey drippings in and maybe that makes the difference maybe like that's what takes it from like a great gravy to like a god tier gravy so okay so then we've got that out of the way right and so the um we got the turkey and the gravy mashed potatoes uh, i think that's pretty straightforward i don't know that i really need to go into the the you know Boil them, mash them, don't stick them in a stew, but, you know, butter, salt, boom. Um, Sour cream, sometimes some people actually put sour cream right into it. Um, And then the green bean casserole, basically the easiest thing in the world, right? We just get uh, French cut green beans, can of cream of mushroom soup, mix it all together, throw the crispy onions on there, boom, oven done um the sweet potatoes just chop them up salt pepper oven done um the cornbread that we make and i so i've made it from scat- scratch before and and i've found that it's just not really worth the effort like i haven't found that it tastes that much better than if you just use the the crusties cornbread mix and then mix it with a can of creamed corn So go, you know, follow all the instructions of the Krusty's cornbread mix, and then mix in a can of creamed corn for every one box of uh, cornbread mix that you use. Mix it all together, throw it into a, a baking sheet, baking pan, whatever, however you want it to be shaped, and let that cook until you get a nice browning. And it is fucking amazing. Like, the cornbread is so goddamn good. And so that's the one thing, if I was going to tell, like, if you were going to take anything out of this as a recommendation of what you can make for your next Friendsgiving, whatever. That's the one that you can do that's really easy, and you're going to blow people away because a lot of people haven't had it. A lot of people have not had that cornbread that way. But it is so good. So that's definitely my, my probably my recommended favorite um dish to do the um the stuffing is just uh like you know kind of ripped up uh white bread um sauteed celery and onions chicken bone broth sausage and uh i think that's pretty much it i don't believe there's anything else i don't recall I don't think that there was anything else. That's, that's pretty much it for the, the stuffing. Throw that in the oven. Boom. And then, uh, what else? The pie, uh, again, like pie, I've done homemade, um, pie crust and I do think that the homemade pie crust can is like, you know, noticeably better than the store bought, but, um, the margin of that is was probably at the for that day was just not worth the effort. So I got store-bought pie crust. Because it's just like you're just cooking so many fucking things. And even with the two of us, it was like going through making that that dough as well. Cause then we also made a Cabletti. Oh, we also made a Cabletti soup, which is um in an Italian recipe that is a, is a tradition of my girlfriend's and so we already had the capletti, like the little meatballs, but then we made the dough to make the uh, pasta that um, like wraps them. So they're like little tortellino. Those were delicious. The salad that we made was just like a simple salad. It was just uh, spinach, uh, chopped up red onion and raspberries. And then uh, with a little balsamic vinaigrette. And that is a low-key great salad super easy to make again and really delicious that kind of like the um uh, I, I'm trying to think of like the flavor that I guess that like sort of that spice of onions that sort of kick that onions have or that sort of like bite that they have actually goes really well with the raspberry where it's also got that like sweet and bitter type ofness to it. Uh, so those actually complement really well and then especially with the balsamic it actually is quite a nice little flavor profile for a salad. So um, I'm trying to think I, I think that basically covers uh, everything um, I, I so that that covers like all the dishes that we did and and that's largely basically all the dishes that there there really are to make, right uh, I oh I, I don't know if I said for the for the pie. Uh, I know that we said we did like the store-bought uh, crust, and then for the pie, we just chopped up apples, and then you just cook them down with uh, sugar and cinnamon. Boom. Uh, make a nice filling. Fill it up. Boom. Slap that bitch in the oven, and you're good to go. So that, that basically covers everything that we did. And at the Friendsgiving that we went to this year, uh, I made that gravy. And, uh, and then Alicia made the mashed potatoes, so nothing new there. So I, I think this is where I, I, I feel like more this year than probably any other year, I've started to see this uh, anti-Thanksgiving food sentiment. Well, it's a, you know what? It's not anti-Thanksgiving food sentiment. It's just that there is a prevailing opinion that Thanksgiving food is overrated. And... I think prior to this year, I would have dismissed that out of hand. Uh, I I wouldn't have even really had the conversation. You know, I've been like, "That's a ridiculous statement." Um, and and I'm not. It's kind of weird. I'm kind of in a fence sitting spot, and I think a little bit of this happened. It had to do with the fact that this was my f- first year hosting Thanksgiving, and so having to, um be a lot more involved with the overall cooking and presentation process of like making sure everything's ready to go by, you know, whenever you're going to have dinner. And, um, it, it definitely does. There, there is a certain element of the f- food feeling like the juice isn't worth the squeeze, if I will. And, and I, I saw some other people. Um, so I did some polls if for those of you that follow on, on, uh, both of my Instagrams. And, uh, on that note, if you're following the Ronston, like the Cooking with Ron Instagram and you're listening to this and you don't follow the Ronsense pod, uh, Instagram, I would ask that if you could go ahead and do that. I would eventually like to sort of separate the two such that really, as far as the podcast goes, you're really just getting that from the podcast Instagram. But, uh, right now, because, the um uh, my sort of personal Instagram has a lot more followers. I use it to try and get a l- little bit more people to to get some visibility on uh whatever I'm doing. But I ideally once the uh RonSense pod Instagram builds up a bigger following, I wouldn't need to kind of use both. So uh if you're not doing that, please do give that a follow. And so I did a poll. I did two polls, well, or one poll and one question. So I did a poll of, do you think Thanksgiving food is overrated? And then I did a follow-up where I I asked, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? And this was actually some really interesting science here. So the opinion is not, at least within the sample size of my audience, and we got uh, almost 200 votes. And uh, it was like, yeah, it was like 100, and, I I mean, not almost 200, I guess it was like 130, 140 votes, but still a pretty, pretty significant chunk of votes. And uh, the, the opinion isn't as prevalent as I guess I expected, but it was still about 33%. I, I mean, it was still about a third of the people said that uh, Thanksgiving food is overrated. <clears throat> and... Yeah, and I saw some people who voted yes who are, you know, uh chefs or and and you know, much better cooks than I and and I I do wonder and I need to ask them about this, but I I do wonder if their opinion is also because they feel like the juice isn't worth the squeeze a little bit with like the effort that kind of goes into it. And um and so in the follow-up question, we got about uh, 40, a little over 40, almost 50 replies in terms of what the favorite dish is. And I, I think that this was a really interesting and telling. And, and if anything, kind of does reinforce a little bit the idea that Thanksgiving food is kind of overrated is first of all, the most common answers were, um, gravy. Mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes and gravy, and then um, green bean casserole. So green bean casserole is kind of the only one where I guess you largely only really get green bean casserole on Thanksgiving. But mashed potatoes and gravy, I mean, most people eat that like, you know, multiple times a year, right? It's not just like a Thanksgiving food. Um, But I think the other thing that was really interesting is not a single person said turkey. Not a single person. Nobody voted turkey. And, and this was kind of how I felt after doing the turkey this year, where I, I, I liked how it turned out. And it was, it was a nice process and everything, but it was sort of like, I would have rather had put that effort into doing a brisket or doing a pulled pork or doing, um, you know, anything really. It just felt like the amount of effort that I put into the turkey and how I felt it turned out, I don't think that they really kind of lined up. And again, that could be on me. I could have not done a good job, but it definitely felt like as much as I did to try and keep that turkey moist, as much as I did to put as much flavor into the turkey as I could, I still felt like like I said earlier, right, it came with qualifiers. The turkey was moist as far as turkey goes. The turkey was flavorful as far as turkey goes. And that, to me, was kind of eye-opening to me, I guess, in terms of, like, wow, maybe this isn't, you know, as, you know, as great as I had always thought it to be. And so, you know, there was still obviously the prevailing, like, the most common opinion, I said prevailing opinion earlier when it came to, I, I meant a more up and coming opinion. The most common opinion is still obviously that it is not overrated. I had a lot of people give a not overrated vote, but I, you know, I, I guess I was surprised if you had told me before this year. That 30, like a third of people out there think Thanksgiving food is overrated, I would have been shocked. I would have been like, that's an enormous number. But just prior to putting up that poll, I was almost surprised it was as low as it was because I felt like I was seeing that opinion a lot more than I ever had. So I think it's interesting, and I wonder, I mean, moving forward, if I host another Thanksgiving, I, I I'd really consider uh changing up the menu a little bit adding some things in. i know i talked to some people who are getting like uh, doing like lamb chops and rack of lamb and stuff like that and it might be interesting to kind of incorporate that because yeah i i, I gotta be honest i at obviously i love the food i love the day it's one of my favorite holidays I, I just love what it's all about but the cuisine maybe needs a little bit of an an up you know needs a uh, dusting off needs a little bit of uh you know, change to it, get a little something different. So, um, but thank you to everybody who voted and gave your thoughts on your favorite uh, dish. Um Somebody actually voted their favorite dish as the post-dinner dicking. Um, so, good on you. That, uh, you know, that was... Certainly the uh, most unique answer that, uh, that I got out of the entire vote, and I, I guess that means that you've got some pretty good dick in your life, so that's, uh, you know, good for you. That's awesome, and I'm sure that there's a large portion of the world who uh, would would like to have that kind of dick, I guess. So, um, the, I, I think that, in my opinion, I, I think I'm going to come out here with the hot take, and I think I'm going to lean towards uh that the Thanksgiving food is, in fact, overrated. But so this is the thing also that always these two things get conflated. Every time there's an overrated, underrated conversation. Overrated does not mean bad. OK, like something can be overrated and still be really good. So I, I don't understand why. People immediately kind of jump to this conclusion that, oh, like, if someone says something's overrated, it means it's bad. There's a lot of room for things because, like, things can get really hyped up and you can be like, well, it was really good. It just wasn't as good as the hype. That's, I mean, that's all overrated is. It wasn't as good as the hype. So, um, I, in, in my opinion, the way that I think that Thanksgiving, um, food and, like, the Thanksgiving, I, cause I think people get hyped up about Thanksgiving dinner for what, like, almost like symbolically like what it is like not the food itself but it's like the like a large quantity of food you eat really early you just get to drink and you get to hang out with your family and your friends or whoever you know your loved ones and you just kind of get to enjoy yourself you unwind you know you throw on an elastic waistband and you're just you kind of just go to town you know it's like it's kind of an opportunity to like really sort of like almost like guilt free indulge in like intense gluttony, <laughs> you know, like, and, and so that's kind of like, it's kind of an enjoyable thing. Like when you don't normally do that. Right. So I think that that's where a lot of the hype for Thanksgiving dinner comes, but I think that a lot of that sort of gets translated to a lot of hype towards Thanksgiving food. And I, I mean, I, I do tend to kind of agree with the people who are like, it's overrated. If it was that good, you would eat it all the time. And, you know, based on what the data shows from my study, my very scientific study, mashed potatoes and gravy were the far and away favorite. And people eat mashed potatoes and gravy all year long. Nobody said turkey. I mean, you know, like, it It was very much... Um, and, and then, I mean, green bean casserole, like, you know, that that is sort of like a... I, I mean, green bean casserole is sort of like a McRib kind of situation, right? Where, like, people like it, but they just, like... They kind of like to just have it that once. Um, So that's, like, the one case that I, I can really think of where, like, you kind of see something where I would say is excellent and delicious that you really don't actually have any other time of the year. But when it comes to, like... I mean, you know, stuffing, stuffing's really good, but why the fuck do you never have stuffing at any other point in the year? Like, if stuffing was so good, you would think that you could, like, incorporate it into other meals. Like, why is, why is, why, why is it that stuffing could be this good and yet you have, like, you know, two, you know, two or three days out of the year? Because you have it on Thanksgiving and you have it for leftovers the next two days. Like, which, by the way, apparently I was told that the CDC recommends that you, uh, like, get rid of your Thanksgiving leftovers after, like, three days. Who the fuck gets rid of their leftovers after three days? First of all, I, I mean, now, in a lot of cases, leftovers may barely last three days. But in many cases, they last longer. Who the what? I have eaten Thanksgiving leftovers for a week straight. A week straight. And it's fine. I'm fine. It's delicious. Still delicious. Like, I, I don't I don't totally understand like the whole idea behind getting rid of it after three days. I mean, what is if someone's gonna tell me that there's bacterial buildup, you know what? You can fuck right off. Because there's bacterial buildup on everything that exists. And I have not gotten sick once from eating Thanksgiving food a week later. So I mean, fucking sue me. Honestly. That that was like one of the most – I mean talk about – you know what? You talk about wasting food. Wasting food. That is a waste. That is – you know, you should feel guilty if you throw that food away. I'm serious. That's ridiculous. Um, Oh, you know what's the other thing we didn't make? And I actually – like I really like it for only one purpose, and that's the cranberry sauce. We did not make cranberry sauce because – in general, and I, I think a lot of people probably agree with this, that they don't really like the cran- cranberry sauce. I do. Uh, I actually do like the cranberry sauce, but the main reason I like cranberry sauce is to make the Thanksgiving sandwich the next day. I, I mean, so, like, when you have leftovers the next day, you have to make a sandwich at some point. It just has to happen. I don't know how, that, I mean, that's what I did. I made a sandwich out of our cornbread as, you know, the buns. And then just, you know, stacked everything up. But, yeah, we did not have uh, the cranberry sauce. And the cranberry sauce is excellent for a Thanksgiving sandwich. It is perfect as a Thanksgiving sandwich. Like, because you get all of that salty and, you know, just, like, good food. You know, you get your gravy and your mashed potatoes and your turkey. And it's all, like, it's salty and it's savory and it's you know, all that sort of, like, intense flavor, like, in more of that, like, umami, I guess. And, um, and then you get that cranberry with the sweetness, and, um, and it just, like, gives it, like, that right, like, level of kind of, like, just levels it out, so you get those different sort of flavors, just, and there's, like, a little bit of that acidity. Oh, that, I think that's the... The primary application of, of cranberry sauce right there. And so, we did not make that, and, and and I missed it the next day. But at least I had the cornbread. I've never done a, like, the cornbread as the buns on the sandwich before. Now, doing the cornbread as the buns definitely did kind of help with getting that sweetness involved to kind of cut through a lot of that more salty flavor. But that... Uh, That was most certainly um, an excellent experience the cornbread. And again, uh, like I said earlier, moving forward. And and again, cornbread, the other thing, right? Cornbread, people eat all fucking year. So it's like not really a quote-unquote Thanksgiving food. Why? Because it's fucking awesome and everybody likes cornbread. And if you don't, fuck you. Um, So the – like – if you ever need to make something, whether it's for a Friendsgiving or some sort of party type of thing, whatever, that cornbread recipe will take you to the promised land every fucking time. Everybody will love it because it is a delicious and b nobody has it that way ever. And you like it's it will be the star of the show basically anywhere you go. So keep that in mind. That's that is my my if you take nothing else away from this episode, I would—I think you have to at least address that moving forward, is making that cornbread. It's the easiest thing in the world. It will absolutely blow everybody away. So, I, I think the—there um, there wasn't much else I, I wanted to kind of cover uh, from the Thanksgiving. As far as the Thanksgiving Day games go— um, I I think that that was like first of all fucking bullshit that we didn't get the Steelers Ravens game on Thanksgiving day. I mean, that, I think that's what we were all looking forward to. And then um the first game, the Texans just kicked the shit out of the Lions, so I got that one as wrong as one could get. Um although I did hit the over on the Matt Stafford passing yards. So I did I did get something there, but Yeah, I mean, Houston's just a weird team. And, I mean, I guess Detroit is, too. And then uh, the Dallas uh, football team game was another one where um, it was just a bad game. I mean, it was like, I mean, you know, good good on the football team and good on Antonio Gibson uh, for getting me some points in fantasy, uh, although I still fucking lost. God damn it. That was such bullshit. So... Uh, the football team really kind of came through hot and then, and then it was fucked. That was the end. The the game ended at whatever, like five o'clock or something. And then we're just done with football for all of Thanksgiving. Uh, I mean, like that, yeah, that, that pissed me off. I was like, come on. And especially like Steelers Ravens was going to be such a good game. Like, and, and as I'm recording this, that game happened earlier today. I'm recording, uh, this on, on, uh, what is this Wednesday the second? Yeah, so that game was on today in the you know the late mid afternoon, and it was like a good game, but it was whatever. I mean, it was uh, it was like kind of not actually like that great of a game. It was kind of sloppy, but I, I mean, I guess that's what you get when you have RG three throw for a total of like thirty five passing yards, which I took the under on those passing yards at like one hundred and sixty, easy money. Easy fucking money, and uh, and I love Trace McSorley, but man, that motherfucker just botted my spread. I had a nice parlay of the Steelers under and RG three under on the passing yards. That was going to pay out really nice. And then of course, Trace having just Trace is just incapable of like fucking losing. And so he has to just throw that touchdown and then at least, you know, I mean, the Steelers still won, which is awesome. I'm glad that they're still undefeated. I hope that they go undefeated and the 72 Dolphins can, f- sho- you know, just fucking shove their champagne bottles up their ass. And um, that would that would just be awesome to see an undefeated Steelers team. And, and actually just watch a team go undefeated all the way through the Super Bowl. And, and so... You know, here we are. They're 11 and 0. It's big. So, and now they've got the football team coming up. God, I fucking, I hope they never change their name now. They should just be the football team from now on. Although, I I honestly, I'm going to throw this out there, have been a proponent of they should have never changed their name from the Redskins. And all they needed to do instead was change their logo to a Redskin potato. That would have been fucking awesome. If they just had a fucking red potato on their fucking, like, if they just made their helmets look like fucking potatoes, it would have been perfect. And then, because then it's like, you know, they're, they're Redskin, you know, they're, they're, they're the Washington Redskins still. So you can keep all the, you know, like the, the name and all that stuff. And you just change the logo to a potato. Boom. Redskin potato. Washington Redskin potatoes. And just kind of, like, you just call them the Redskins for short think that would have been a good way of resolving it with minimal impact just saying but anyways i think that that's probably uh that's it for this episode Uh, i know it's a little bit of a shorter one than i normally do but i think we kind of covered all the bases so i'm not going to keep you just i'm not just going to babble in your ear here at this point i think i've pretty much been doing that as so appreciate it peace out